0: Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. It's a podcast that's all about the cuisine that is said to have founded modern cooking. French ingredients and dishes have been the starting block for many of the world's best chefs and cooks. On Fabulously Delicious, you'll learn all about those dishes and ingredients, as well as get to know more about fabulous French foodies. I'm your host, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. Enchanté. Ten years ago, my life changed when I competed on MasterChef Australia, and now I'm living my best life right here in the French countryside. Here, life is all about cooking, eating, meeting wonderful locals, food producers, chefs, home cooks, drinking amazing wines, eating some of the over, would you believe, 1,500 French cheeses, and sharing these fabulous experiences with you, my fabulously delicious audience. I hope you're enjoying them. Today... We're talking about one of the founding chefs of French cuisine that is little known to all of us, us French food lovers, that is, but is well known amongst the chefs we all admire like Bocuse, Rubichon and Repair. One of his famous quotes is, to make a work of art in the kitchen, it is necessary to grasp and fully accurately appreciate the values of each component commodity and take advantage of these values for maximum yield. Here's Edouard Nignon. Sit back, turn the volume up. If you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine. Break a baguette. Add a bit of saucy on maybe. Some delicious cheese. And enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious. The story of Edouard Nignon. Edouard Nignon was born on Thursday, the 9th of November, 1865. At number two, Rue Faber, in Nantes. He was the sixth of eight children. His father, Pierre Nion was a labourer and his mother, Anne, a seamstress. Like so many young children at the time, at the age of nine, Edouard started his working life, his as an apprenticeship in the kitchen at Cambron Restaurant. A year later, he joined Monnier Restaurant. This is where he learned to read and write. This restaurant was also where he first would start work in the kitchen. He told a friend and future colleague Danielle Morpet about that time. He said, "I will not take long to love, with all the ardour of my youthful faith, my beautiful profession, and I firmly resolve to serve it at its best that I could." The teenager felt that his vocation revealed himself strengthened himself, and that his path was traced, which he would not follow without failure. Edouard went on to work in restaurants in Angers and Chalet, before moving on to Paris at the age of just 15 years old. In Paris, he worked with some of the great chefs at the time, and became an assistant to the saucier, who, at that time in the kitchen, was the most important chef. He would start as a help sorcier at Bignon, the chef sorcier at Boison, the chef entremetteur at the 1889 World Exposition, the chef rotissier at La Perouse, and the chef de cuisine at Marveilleux. This time in Paris, is said to have influenced his later working life in Russia, In Paris, he would work at renowned houses, then, in turn, cook for the visiting Russian Tsar. And then, in 1896, at the French Embassy, he would cook for the Tsar on an official visit. During this work in Paris, he has said about his time, I acquired extensive experience in my art, but, eager to acquire more, I practised successfully at the Maison Dore, the Café Anglais, the Tempes of Lucas, the Café Voisin, the Bignon restaurant, and with my eminent compatriot, Le Torte, the greatest cook I have known in my career, at the Manille restaurant, where I saw so many celebrities parade. Sunday, the 16th of September, in 1888, Edouard would marry Josephine Lucas, who was a cook, A year later, they would have a son, Marcel-Édouard. 1892 saw Édouard and his family move to Austria, where he cooked for Franz Joseph I, who was the emperor of Austria. Édouard is credited with inventing the Bouchelet-Tenagel, a veal kidney and rice stew inspired by the Austrian Böschst stew. Édouard loved unusual taste combinations. He'd like to pair oysters with camembert, Or, he had a dish, the homard a la Dinonaise, which is a lobster salad with truffles, mustard and pickles. This was called the Insane Trio. His time in Austria saw him work at the Trinon, a popular restaurant in the Austrian capital, Vienna. Edouard would meet all kinds of foreign cooks and chefs during his travels and work, and this would help him to open his horizons to other cuisines, not just French cuisine. Mm. In 1897, Edouard left London to open a restaurant at the famed London hotel, Claridge's. At Claridge's, he was hired as the master chef. At the time, Claridge's was named the most beautiful hotel in the world. It would attract the elite of London society and high society from around the world. Getting a name for himself in the kitchen... Édouard would become available to the Who's Who to be rented out as a cook at their princely houses for amazing banquets. He would cook at places like Chateau de Chantilly for the, the Duke of Orléans and also in Paris for a banquet for the Duke of Composy. He would at this time, like the famed Antoine Corem, become known as the Cook of the Kings. In 1896, sadly, Josephine, his wife, died, leaving Edouard a widow and a single father. At the turn of the century, Edouard and Marcel would move to Russia. He would work at the Hermitage restaurant in Moscow. He was chosen from five other chefs for the role, during the evening, he would cook for high dignitaries and the extremely wealthy Russian lords, who were all great lovers of French cuisine. On Thursday, the 22nd of August in 1901, Edouard, at the General Consulate of France and then afterwards at the Church of Saint Louis in Moscow, would marry his second wife, Marie Antoinette Simon. Edouard worked at the Grand Hotel Metropole in Moscow from 1905. He cooked for the the Emperor Nicholas II of Russia. During this time, Edouard and Marie Antoinette would have a daughter, Berthe Marie. In this time in Russia, Edouard would create a French bakery, the first in Russia. Having survived revolutions, world wars, as far as I can see, it still exists today. And the last owner of it was a Frenchman. The Grand Hotel Metropole dining room in Moscow had 105 tables. The beginning of the revolution would see workers in the kitchen going on strike. And then further issues around this time would see Edouard less comfortable with his young family being in Russia. At the time, he said that he almost perished under the bullets of a Cossack. The sudden intervention of one of his employees shouting at the soldier, don't shoot, he's a brother, had saved his life. This time in Russia was marred by the death of his daughter, Berthe-Marie, at the age of just six. So in 1908, Edouard left for Paris for the opening of the Majestic Hotel, which is now the Peninsula Hotel, on Avenue Kliberre. He then bought La Rue Restaurant in Paris off of the Count de Uzes. The restaurant was opened in 1886 opposite Church de Madeleine, on the corner of Place de Madeleine and Rue Royale. The clientele for his first restaurant on his own would be the Who's Who of society, kings and queens of Europe, Russian royalty, writers like Massou Proust and Tol France, and Edmond Rostand. On Monday the 21st of June 1909, Edouard would be awarded the Knight of the Order of Agriculture for his work at creating culinary exhibitions which he'd done since opening La Rue. Fabulously Delicious is a part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can check out other shows at evergreenpodcast.com. If you're enjoying this episode of Fabulously Delicious, the French Food Podcast, the Story Of series, then make sure you check out other previous episodes, where we've talked about other fabulous chefs that have made history in one way or another in French food. We've discussed the father of French cooking, some would say, Marie-Antoine Corème, Auguste Scoffier, who set up the working processes in today's commercial kitchens, Eugene Brazier, who many would say is the mother of French cooking well, at least one of the most famous and important Mère Lyonnaise. and another fabulous French woman who founded the acclaimed Le Cordon Bleu cooking school, Elizabeth Brassard Speaking of Le Cordon Bleu, we've also discovered more about the amazing American chef, Julia Child. To learn more about these fabulous French chefs and cooks and their stories, then please check out Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast and search for the story of... During World War I, everything would change. Life would forever be different, from his experiences at the restaurant and cooking to his personal life. In France, people saw that holidays were abolished, money was scarce, so the restaurant business would be very slow and very different. Edouard was to cook for US President Wilson during his two stays in Paris. Sadly though, on Thursday the 8th of October 1941, Marcel, his son, who was just 25 years old, was part of the 160th Infantry Regiment and he would be killed at the fight of Bruxelles in somme Édouard started during the First World War to write cookbooks. His first was lepte de, de Gourmet, or Les Delices de la Cuisine Française, which translates to The Seven Days of Gourmets or The Delights of French Cuisine. This was released in 1919. The book would be dedicated to his late son, Marcel. On Saturday, the 8th of January in 1921, Edouard was appointed the Knight of the Legion of Honour by decree of the Ministry of the Interior. This was for, amongst other things, his distinguished services, rendered during the war, to charities, and in particular as the founder of an orphanage for the war orphans of his restaurant. Edouard Nignon also participated in the financing of a Parisian retirement home, more particularly for retired chefs. Sometime in 1921, he would stop work in the restaurant for health reasons. He would undergo a very risky operation at the time to remove a kidney. In 1924, he released Ouest Eclair, The West Eclair, which was later reissued in 1928. His third book, the title is very long, so bear with me. It is Le plaisir de la table, Usus sous une forme nouvelle, L'auteur a develer mon de l'illustre secret, et recette de bonne cuisine, transcrit le précieux, avis de gourmet fameux et de fond gastronome, concierge amable, l'art de bien manger. Well, translated, that means the pleasures of the table, where the author uses a new form to reveal many delicious secrets and recipes of fine cuisine, transcribing precious advice of famous gourmets and fine gastronomes, kind and confident counsellors of the art of fine dining. Wow, what a magnificent title for a book. It was released in 1926. Finally, in 1928, Édouard retired. In 1933, Éloge de la Cuisine Française, Praise of French Cuisine, was published. It promoted deglazing with water, clear broths and parsimonious seasoning, which means to use small amounts or use the leftovers in the cooking process. This had a preface by Sacha Guthrie, who was a famous French actor and playwright, as well as director. Michel Girard, who was one of the founders of Nouvelle Cuisine, said of Edouard that he was a visionary chef who had a huge influence on French cooks like himself and Jean Rubichon. Edouard bought the Château de la Houte-Forey in Brielle-sur-Montfort, near Rennes, A village where his son's name is written on the war memorial. Under the supervision of his nephew, Chef Celestine Duplat, La Rue, Edouard's restaurant, would be honored with three Michelin stars and would keep them until the Second World War. On Tuesday the thirtieth of october, nineteen thirty four, in Brussur Montfort, in Brittany, Edouard died of a urema attack, or kidney failure, at the age of 68 years old. He left behind his fortune, it is said, to his second in charge to reward him for his loyalty. In 2010, an original copy of Edouard's first book was sold for €16,000. Chef Yvonne Garnier founded a cooking school in Nantes named the Culinary Institute Édouard Nignon. In Nantes, there is a street even bearing Édouard's name. Some of the dishes attributed to Édouard are Celestine's de foie Gras Valmore, Gembon de Luxel with figs, and Consommé aux Jambes de Bois, which would then become a famous dish by Paul Bacus. Despite being known by many of the world's great chefs, to the everyday French food-loving public Édouard Nignon and his life is little known. So I hope that this might change even just a little bit by this episode. Nicolas de Rambdi in his Guide to the Best Restaurants in France says about Édouard The great gentleman of modern cuisine was not Escoffier but Édouard Nignon. Escoffier served the profession of a cook not the culinary art. Fernard Poix was the continuation of Ningyong's cuisine, which was of a root, simplicity. That's it for another episode of Season 3 of Fabulously Delicious. Had you heard of Edouard Nignon before? What's the most fabulous thing you've learnt from today's episode? Let me know by contacting me via Instagram, slide into my DMs at Fabulously, or email me on contact at com. I love to chat with you all. We can just chat about French food if you want. I love talking to people about food and especially French food. Thank you for listening. And remember, you know what my motto is. Whatever you do, do it fabulously. Merci beaucoup and bon app.